we've got you covered all season long. Welcome to the BCSN Nation podcast. All right, happy Valentine's Day. Welcome to the BCSN Nation podcast, season two, episode 24, presented by Buffalo Wild Wings. Let's go sports bar. I opened with a happy Valentine's Day. Gentlemen, Yes. what better place to give a lovely Valentine's Day shout out to somebody you love than across the podcast waves or the TV <laughs> station? Justin, you got a Valentine's shout out to give. Of course. I like the uh, graphics there, by the way. Mm. Terrific. Happy Valentine's Day to Kimberly, my wife of almost 15 years. Wow. 15 year anniversary coming up July 25th. So shout out to Kimberly. Mike Rob, you're up. Of course, the family is in the Valentine's wish, right? But you know what? I want to send a Valentine shout out to all the coaches, you know, for all the work oh, that they do, you know, and uh, really just putting it in. And, and and one particularly, Justin, that's that's the coach. <laughs> and I want to there give a go. Valentine's wish to. He's out there early in the morning with the boys getting them going on Sundays. I saw him out there. Likewise, <laughs> likewise to Mike Rob. Hey, we got the love flowing here on the podcast set. I'll give my Valentine shout out to my wife of Two and a half weeks. We're a special, special day. So now that you know what we love, we'll get into what you guys love to see and hear from us. We got a twist on our Sean's Irish Tavern player of the week this week. We'll talk about the boys basketball brackets. Say that five times fast. We'll get our clip of the week and obviously preview our game of the week. So much more coming up other than that. And if you love us, come back every Wednesday at 4 p.m. right here on BCSN or wherever you get your podcast, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music iHeartRadio or head yourself over to bcsnnation.com slash podcast and make sure you follow us everywhere on social media. If there's a follow button, we're there. Facebook, Twitter, X, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, we're everywhere. But we'll start today's show by moving forward while looking back at last week's game of the week, Whitmer at Finley, the rematch, and it lived up for the hype if you're a Finley Trojan. 58-45, the final score of the matchup. 45 points now in both of the matchups for Whitmer against Finley. And Javante Hill, 20 points. Will Cordonier, 13 points. Antoine West held to just nine. And Mike, Rob, and I were talking about it before we recorded. That's 17 combined points in both of these matchups for Antoine West. What has Coach Rucky created, Justin, to be able to just stifle this potent Whitmer offense? Yeah, I mean, they, they have the keys to success when it comes to taking on a team up and down. I think this was not maybe not necessarily uh, a defense that is singularly designed to limit Antoine West. I just think they said, hey, let's slow the pace down. We might not be as athletic across the board as Whitmer, so let's slow the tempo down, run some half-court set, and then if we miss a shot, we got to hustle back yeah. and transition defense and make sure that they don't get those easy layup points or transition buckets and three-on-twos, two-on-ones. And they did that in the first game. They did it once again in the second game. But the key for this, in my opinion, in regards to how good Finley is, they've been state-ranked top 10 mm-hmm. all season long since the rankings came out. And Rodney Martin, our color analyst for this game, said it perfectly in my estimation. He said, all the pieces fit in the sense of putting a team together. Mm-hmm. You got Javante Hill, explosive. Or Donier, consistent, reliable. You got Nate Weirau, uh, de- defense first. Uh, or Luke Weirau, his dad's Luke, uh, Nate Weirau. Yeah. Luke Weirau, defense first, gritty, lockdown defender. Ryan Montgomery, a team first guy. And then Sam Ernst with the senior leadership. So they have, uh, that's just six of them, uh, five of them who have done their job And that's what they've done. They have different pieces. They don't have four guys who want the ball and want to score 20. 
everybody kind of understands their role. They're balanced throughout and consistent. Now, if you look at look at the matchup, how this has played out for Whitmer, yeah. we've talked about them being one of the top teams in the area, but they're struggling against the team in the area. How does this does it worry you for Anto- for Coach Stacy's team as we get closer to these playoffs? You you were saying it, Antoine West. It does worry me a little bit there because uh, you know when you're the best player, you know across the area, you know I'll go back in the day and let's take it to. Deshaun Kaiser, let's get get away from anybody in the recent years. You look at Deshaun Kaiser, he was the best quarterback hands down in this area. You had an expectation for him to go out and dominate no matter who they were playing against. Right. That's the same expectation that we kind of have for Antoine West in the basketball world. So when he goes out and only drops eight points, he drops nine points. You know, there's something wrong there, but and it's not his fault. It's everything that Justin said. That Finley is just that good. They're physical as well, and that's the part that everybody misses. And earlier in the podcast, we talked a little bit about the physicality of Whitmer and in a low post that they didn't have it. Mm -hmm. That's where they're getting beat up at, and I think that's where they've always had their postseason struggles is down low. And Finley, they're just so physical. They're boxing out. They're getting rebounds, and they're putting Whitmer in a situation where they're not getting those second-chance points. You talked about their, their struggle inside, and that was evident on the score sheet 34% 34% from the field as a team in the game. Eight of 25 from three. That means they only scored six buckets that weren't a three-pointer. So what? how do you how do you adjust if you're Coach Stacy going into the playoffs? Because you have to be able to beat these strong physical teams inside the three-point line. Yeah, and you look at the brackets we're going to talk about here in a little bit. The boys' brackets came out Sunday. Uh, we've been kind of evaluating them and picking our BCSN games and seeing who we think might progress through, uh, through towards the brackets into the regionals. And these teams are in different regions uh, different districts, I should say. Right. So if they would rematch again for a third time, it would be in the regionals, mm-hmm. but they're going to have to get through teams like Sandusky. Uh, when you're talking about Whitmer, you got Perrysburg and Sandusky in the upper bracket. So we could see if Whitmer gets to the district championship, likely facing Sandusky or Perrysburg in that matchup teams that have uh, played them. Well, Perrysburg knocked them off. At one point, and then Sandusky, we don't know a ton about them in the Erie area. They occasionally play Toledo area Their teams. Their lone loss in the season is Whitmer. Correct. So they they have the ability uh, to have some offensive firepower similar to Whitmer, just like you said, in a regular season matchup uh, back around Christmas time, if yep. memory serves me correctly. Yep. But, but yeah, I mean, you're going to have to find a different way. In the tournament, it's about surviving and advancing, but also a part of the tournament play is figuring out a way to win and figuring out a different way to win as opposed to, okay, this is Whitmer. We're going to do this every single time. Sometimes based on personnel and opponents, you're going to have to shift and change and win inside, win at the free throw line, try to get to the line, be aggressive, drive to the lane, or maybe knock down some outside shots. So kind of winning in different ways is going to be key for Coach Stacy and the boys uh, in the postseason. Obviously a big win for the Trojans in the rematch. Buckeye division, not exactly locked up. Justin mentioned it. They have to play Finley next Friday. So that, or excuse me, Perrysburg. Finley has to play Perrysburg next Friday. That will be their chi- their chance to lock that up. But we're going to move forward. We'll put the, the game of the week behind us. We got a new one to talk about later. We've got a plot twist, though, for this week's Sean's Irish Tavern Player of the Week. All right, that plot twist comes by way of a tie. I don't know that we've ever seen this before. 37.3% of the boat going to both Amir Ruffin of Bowling Green and Micah Bays of Southview. 
the statistical anomaly that it is of itself, these guys were putting up stats last Friday. Amir Ruffin, 27 points in the win Bowling Green had over Napoleon. 37 points you see from Micah Bays in Southview's win over Clay. A huge Cardinal Division matchup that we mentioned last week. For Amir Ruffin, he's been, in my eyes, the, the guy at the end of a half that you want the ball in his hands because I've seen him knock down these three-pointers at the end of a half three out of the last four weeks, I think. So he's lethal at the end of the clock. And then lethal in overtime had a huge and one in their win over Napoleon in OT that really vaulted Bowling Green in that win. And for Micah Bays, what do you say about 37 points out of your team's 57 in a game where you needed the most to clinch yourself, essentially a Cardinal division title, Justin? Yeah, I think Micah Bays had 30 of the team's 39 first 39 points. So he was contributing 17 or 21 in the first half. Yeah. And I, I think that it's not like he's a ball hog in the sense that everyone else around him gets dispirited. It's like, okay, Mike has got the ball. We don't play anymore. It's not like that at all. Mm-hmm. He in- incorporates and he just takes what is available. I think he's a very heady player, high basketball IQ, uh, potentially leading the Cougars to a Cardinal division title would be a double whammy there. This first year, the new look NLL football team went undefeated, won the outright Cardinal division title could do the same thing, not undefeated, but could win the outright title in boys basketball. But Bowling Green as well, I've really liked what I've seen out of them. They they got a chance in Division Two. Mm-hmm. I, I think they might match up with Central Catholic. They have a higher seed. Central Catholic stood the test of time against a big time Central Catholic or a CHSL regular season. So they have been battle tested. But we could see a Central Catholic taking on Bowling Green. That game would be at Bowling Green in the tournament. But BG's eight and ten, three and four in the division. Southview 14 and four, six and one, and it's attributable to these guys, Ruffin and Bays, both of them in our first team, all BCSN top 30 rankings. Shout out the first ever, to my knowledge, tie atop the Sean's Irish Tavern <laughs> Player of the Week. So great job for Amir Ruffin, Micah Bays. Now we're going to head back to the Queen City. We've been very busy going down to Cincinnati the last mm. few weeks for our top 40 athletes of the last 20 years of the BCSN era. This one, we're going to have Tyson Anderson. We'll start it obviously here with St. John's where he started his career, a great career at that football basketball. He was third in the state in the long jump in track and field, his junior season, senior season for the Titans, first team, all conference, first team, all district, first team, all state at 14 career picks. And the thing that I loved of his stats, senior season had six blocked kicks, special teams, demon moved that up to the university of Toledo, where he was a two time all Mac honoree, second team in 2020, first and 21. Played 55 career games for the Rockets, tallied 237 career tackles. Not just a star on the field, in the classroom, four-time academic All-Mac. Obviously moved his way from there. Down I-75 to the Queen City, where he was drafted in the fifth round, pick 166 overall in 2022. Drafted, helped his draft stock with a 4-3-6-40 before the draft. 43-yard pick six last season in the preseason against Green Bay. Unfortunately, as far as on the field time has gone in the regular season, hasn't had a ton because he missed 2022. With a hamstring injury last year, having a really good special teams role for the Bengals. Injured his knee with a season-ending injury in week eight of 2023. Mike Rob, I know you are ready to talk about Tyson Anderson. Absolutely. You know, um, Tyson, what a great high school athlete. You know, not just on the football field. You said on the basketball court and track. You know, this kid was just a stud, and he was a complete steal for the University of Toledo coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember, you know, uh, you talk about the Tamil Shanner. We had, we had a showcase at the Tamil Shanner, and uh, all the scouts came out. And I think that was the same week he got his first offer from Toledo. I remember sitting there saying, hey, what an opportunity. I'm like, if a bigger school comes, you can come here and be the man. And he decided to do that, and that's exactly what he became. You know, just being so athletic, 
uh, kind of under-recruited because the Toledo area kind of gets overlooked, especially in football, as far as talent. But there's so many great players like him and Kobach and the rest of the guys that's come out of here. Um, but but for Tyson, you know, watching every single one of his college football games as a sideline reporter, home and away, you just get to uh, see his development maturation as a young man and, and what a player he was with the Rockets. Right. Chose Toledo over schools like the Air Force, uh, Bowling Green, Eastern Kentucky, I think was another team on his radar and just developed his way, like you said, step by step as he went, picking up a bigger and bigger role, multiple time captain while he was at Toledo as well. And I know as my fellow Bengals fan on the podcast, yeah. we're happy to see him in stripes on Sundays. Yeah, I just want him to have a full season healthy. That's what I'm rooting for because uh, he would be a great guy who could be a, a special teams performer mm-hmm. and he could maybe get into that role of a backup secondary player on, on defense. But in, in talking about the well-rounded athlete that he was here during his high school years, Coach Mike Schoen for St. John's Boys Basketball told me, he was the guy who went and defended the other team's mm-hmm. best player. So he was the lockdown specialist, a team first type of guy, uh, explosive, athletic, could throw it down, a long wingspan. He was just really fun to watch and, and a game breaker, whether it was making a great catch on offense for the Titans or making a great defensive play or saving a touchdown. He was just Lock the, the consummate yeah. guy who find a way to win. He was a key element in finding ways to win. And, and Tyson, one of our top athletes, uh, very, very, very deserving. Yeah. Top athlete. You don't run a four, three, six, unless you are exactly that a top <laughs> athlete. We obviously wish him the best in his recovery and getting himself on the field in Cincinnati. Shout out to Tyson Anderson, one of our top 20 male athletes of an era at BCSN. Now we're going to move forward into our renewal by Anderson clip of the week. All right, Mike, Rob, rejoice. We're going to the City League. Oh, Girls baby. City League title game from last Friday. Rodgers and Start start 6-0 lead. Bria Jefferson says nah. Yeah, the nah. first thing's We're first. cutting the lead right now. Let's just talk about the gyms in the City League. Scott Gym, Weight Gym, all-time favorite gyms in, in period. I like to see some of the boys' uh, uh, championship games played over there at Scott. But let's talk about this right here. This right here is just pure athleticism and grit and toughness. Driving through a defender Keeping feet, look, you see her feet. She never got square and set. But to finish that shot right there, that is great. And to get the N one, nice job there, right? But right well, yeah, like six zero lead for the start at that point. She was like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna turn this <laughs> yeah. game around real quick. I'm gonna get to the basket and one huge momentum swing for Rodgers. Obviously, they needed it the most right there. Bria Jefferson has been on an absolute tear for the last month of high school basketball. Had a forty point game against Anthony Wayne. She's consistently dropping thirty. Had thirty one in the city league championship. Rodgers now the 11th time in the last 13 years, Justin, they've won a city league title and they've done it consistently with players like Bria Jefferson and the, the people that have come before her. Yeah. Uh, Zaya cook. Uh, yeah. She was part of two Pretty state good. championship teams of those 11 out of the last 13 yeah. to win the city league. And they, along with start have been the two premier teams at the top of the city league year in and year out. I appreciate both coaches, Dane Franklin for start and Lamar Roger or Lamar Smith for Rogers. They, with the new look with Lima senior joining the city league this year, they only did one league game against each team as opposed to two times home and away. But both coaches said, you know what? This rivalry means something to the city league and to the, the city of Toledo at large. We're going to make sure that we play each other twice. One will count for league, one will not, but they made sure that they were going to play 
twice, and I think that's a great idea because it only adds value to your schedule and, and beefs it up in the sense of hey, we're going to learn and find out something about our players and our team with these two games. And Bria Jefferson, one of the top 30 first-team All-BCSN Deservingly uh, candidates, so. and she's been great. You mentioned the 43 points against Anthony Wayne earlier this year. And then I think Rodgers has a chance in D2 to go on a serious run. I see them getting to the district finals, uh, district semifinals, at least against Bryan, number one seed. They're having a, a great season out of the NWAL. And then winner of that game, I think, will face Liberty Benton. So those three are the cream of the crop in the bracket that those three teams are in. And that, that's going to be some exciting basketball namely because of players like Bria Jefferson. Yeah, Bria Jefferson was a freight train getting her way to the basket there. Let's not forget about Naira Clark, 12 points and 19 boards yeah, in the championship. Akron zip. She was performing as a D1 prospect, definitely in this game. Huge shout-out to Rogers Rams, their 11th City League title in the last 13 years. 53-40 was the final score there. You want more clips just like Bria Jefferson cutting to the hoop, make sure you follow us on TikTok at BCSN Sports. We're going to give you daily clips. Help us get to 10,000 followers. We are inching ever closer. I'll beg, plead for your sympathy, whatever you need. We're going to move towards somebody who's not begging. They're winning chains. All right, our student section of the week this week brought to you by Unison Health, proud sponsor of high school athletics right here on BCSN. The Clay Eagles, we talked about their performance on the court last week and how things have changed, and they're bringing it off the court too. And now we're bringing them the chain this Friday. They host a big one with Perrysburg, which we'll get into how that's a preview of things to come. But shout out to Clay Eagles, our winners of the student section of the week brought to you by Unison Health this week. Nicole will come check you guys out on Friday. Bring all the hype. You're going to need it for this cross-divisional NLL matchup. Speaking of the preview of that game to come, that's a preview of one of these high school boys bracket games we're about to get into. If you want to throw that graphic up on the screen for me, Northwest D1, Northwest 1, District 1, excuse me. This will be played once we get to that point at Lake We'll start out. We see Sandusky. We had mentioned them earlier. They'll get the winner of Lima Senior, Mansfield, Madison. Perrysburg and Clay will match up this Friday and then have to go at it again on March 1st. And then we got Wapakoneta and Anthony Wayne playing for Whitmer. We'll have the winner of Southview, South Springfield. Whoa, words are hard. And Bowser. Is there a matchup on here that sticks out to either one of you guys? Perrysburg, Clay. Uh, I like Lionel Armstead and what he's built there. And Clay, I still think that Perrysburg has the upper hand there. Uh, Sandusky, it's that Sandusky Perrysburg game could be a battle royale for the right to likely face Whitmer. Mm -hmm. Those are three, three really solid teams. And we've been talking about it, Mike Rob, all season long. Like Whitmer, they've been great in the regular season the last couple years. It's, let's see what you got in the postseason. And nothing comes easy in the postseason, even at the district level. You're going to face some tougher teams. Anthony Wayne has shown that they can rise to the occasion. Uh, periodically throughout the year, mm-hmm. even with a somewhat inexperienced team at the varsity level. But I do see Whitmer getting to the district championship game, and it'll be against Perrysburg or Sandusky, and that will not be a cakewalk. I, I don't know. I'm I'm still going to put Uh-oh. a big question Mike mark at nay. that top of that part is uh, Lima Senior and Sandusky. Okay. Don't sleep on Lima Senior. Uh, Foster, that kid is real deal. Uh, sure. And – and if they can get Cotton back, I don't know what's happened. I know he broke his ankle, I want to say. I think that's what the word was, but I'm not sure if he's all the way good yet. But if he's good to go, then that puts them into a different atmosphere. But Lima Senior, that kid, he is one of the top prospects in the country, and so he might turn it on. Lima Senior going to play for a City League title on Thursday this week, but if you're Whitmer here, you have to feel good that you've beaten Anthony Wayne. They just beat him last night. You have beaten 
Perrysburg twice. You've beaten Lima Senior. You've beaten Sandusky. That's got to be a, a confidence boost for Anthony Stacy and his team rolling into this D1 Northwest 1 side of the bracket. I will throw up the Northwest 2 side of the bracket. This is Finley's side to own. Got St. Francis taking on the winner of Northview and start. Finley, as I mentioned, they get number 20 seed weight. St. John's taking on the winner of Ashland and Fremont Ross. And then Southview, Norwalk. What up here? Sparks interest there, Mike Rob. Hey, well, you know, for one, you know, you look at the the, the Finley squad here and you, you look at their path, you know, and they're going to potentially be feeling good. To, yeah, they're feeling real good, but they're going to have to run up against St. Francis, which is a pretty athletic team. And, and on any given night, they could probably beat you. You know, um, I, I really like Heck and what he's done. Uh, Coach Kazmarek, you know, he, he does an excellent job with coaching the squad up. So those two teams are familiar being tra- track foes. So this is something that uh, – both of these programs are familiar with each other in their style of play. Yeah, yeah, the, the thing that I'm looking forward to is kind of how the Catholic schools, Central Catholic, St. John's and St. Francis do, because they are not in the track anymore where you had the intermix of the public schools and the private schools in the same conference. So you had to play against them twice during the regular season. Not as many area schools played against those Catholic schools this year based on the separation and the realignment. So you're going to have... Okay, well, we haven't seen these guys go up against Toledo area teams. We've seen them play a number of games against the fellow Detroit Catholic School League teams. How does that play a factor? All of them have been eliminated from the league tournament, losing in the quarterfinals. So now they try to get some rest, and then let's go on their tournament run. Let's see how they go up against our area schools like the NLL. You could see a Southview versus St. John's matchup. That'd be a juicy one. Micah Bays. Uh, uh, Jalen Murphy, a, a couple names Taylor. there, Joseph Taylor. And then, like you mentioned, Finley against St. Francis. I think Finley would clearly have the upper hand there. But like you said, there, there's a chance. All you got to do is have an, uh, an on night or an yeah. off night for 32 minutes. Bold. And it's not the best of three. It's 32 minutes, four quarters, winner. I got, I got a bold statement. We, we It's looking like maybe a Finley and St. John's at Central Catholic on, on the eighth. I, I think that St. John's is – the best team in his area, period. Okay. Uh, that's that's my thought. Mike doesn't look, care about your seeds, RPI. No, looking at the schedule, looking at who they play, you don't take into fact that uh, some of the teams that St. John's has lost to out of conference and out of state, some of the best teams that have won a state championship here. St. John's is really good. Yeah, they went to Qualtic, the state semis Murphy. last year. Yeah, yeah they're, they're really obviously good. a team that has had plenty of success. <laughs> obviously, all these games will be played at the site of wherever the higher seed is up until we get to the district semis and onward. That's where neutral sites will come into play. We're looking forward to all of these, but we're really looking forward to a matchup this Friday. We love Taction, and at this week, we got some Taction brought to you by Dunn Chevy in Oregon. I'm sensing a theme in our games of the week. We've got rematches back and forth and back and <laughs> forth. Mommy Valley at Emmanuel Christian, the rematch. This at 7.15 on BCSN, BCSN app. This Friday, Maumee Valley 14-6, and six, number three in the Max Preps RPI for D4. Emmanuel Christian, number four in the state polls, but number one in the Max Preps RPI for D3 Northwest 2. The lone loss for Emmanuel Christian in the TAC coming to Toledo Christian, but they also, Emmanuel Christian did beat Maumee Valley in OT on January 13th, so a rematch we've been looking forward to. The TAC title not necessarily decided yet, right? Emmanuel Christian wins this. They're still in it, able to at least tie and then Mommy Valley trying to knock everybody back to their level to put themselves back in contention, Justin. Yeah, if you take a look at the standings within the league there, Toledo Christian and Emmanuel Christian both 7-1, and one, Mommy Valley Country Day 6-2. and two. So if you want to win a title, Mommy Valley Country Day, this is 
the definition of a must win. You need to go out and win and and get closer to the top. But we'll see an even maybe juicier matchup next week uh, with Toledo Christian and Emmanuel Christian, possibly depending on the outcome of this one and some other games. Or a league title, right. Or an outright league title. So that's going to be great. And then you mentioned the rematch. These two teams met back on January 13th. The game was great. The post game was not. It got a little ugly. Uh, Parents coming out of the stands, too many people on the court. I'm told that this will be a safe environment for fans, players, coaches, community members to come to this. They've taken some extra security measures uh, to make sure that administrators are are there in full force and making sure that everything is run properly. So no, uh, no issues should arise as a result. But what these coaches said, Harris and, and Dontavian Fleming, uh, they're going to be prepared. There are some younger coaches in the area, but have had tremendous success, know how to lead a program. And th- this matchup, as I mentioned a couple weeks ago when it was Whitmer and Finley, you know the stars, the top two players on each team, mm-hmm. but these games are decided by a role player who steps up and gets nine points, six rebounds, four assists, and doesn't turn the ball over. That's the type of game plan that you're going to have to have in execution on the court to get a, a much-needed win in the league title race. And you mentioned star power, right? We know we've got C.J. Majors and Monty yeah. Dixon both sitting at 20, 21 points per game for Maumee Valley. We know Nate Miles, 27 points a game, almost 9.4 rebounds a game. Jalen Brown sitting at 20 points per game. How do those four players make this game happen or in the case of similar to last week, Antoine West not make the game happen. Well, you know, and it's always down to your stars. You know, you got to look at guys like Nate Miles and, and you got to say, okay, you you got to take the role of LeBron James. You know, you got to be a facil- facilitator, but you also got to still be the star on the court. Mm-hmm. When, they, when it's crunch time and they need a point, it's got to come from you. When we need a rebound, you got to get it. We need a defensive play. You got to get it. And the other side is the same thing for C.J. Majors. The spotlight is on those two guys, obviously the off-the-court stuff. Got this thing a little bit more spicy than it need to be. But you know what? That's okay. It's high school sports. The emotion's going to be there. Fans go break their screens after watching the Chiefs, you know, win the <laughs> Super Bowl, you know. So so people get out of pocket sometimes. But on the court, you're going to see the fire and the passion from what these guys are practicing. And like you said, Justin, these two coaches are going to have these teams prepared. But the favor is in in Emmanuel Christian's way. So Maumee Valley's got to find a way to slow this offense down and be able to get points and not get in foul trouble like they did last time. And you talk about Emmanuel Christian last week, maybe didn't have their best game against Ottawa Hills. Is that something Mike Robin and I talked about before? Is Maumee Valley watching that tape or is that just chalked up to, hey, we just came out a little bit flat. That's not the Emmanuel we're going to see. Yeah, I you know what I would attribute to possibly Ottawa Hills and, and rising to the occasion. They have a stellar long-term coach in John Lindsay who – maximizes yeah. his team and executes on the court and they're fundamentally sound. And I think it's just that, you know, it's hard to win in division in conference in any sport at any level. And that was attributable possibly to that matchup there, as you mentioned, but yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this matchup because, you know, I love the small school, small gym flavor yeah. where it's packed and, you know, at BCSM, we pride ourselves in spreading the wealth. We're not just going to the bigger Division One schools over and over and over again. We we feature game of the week in the tack. So we have Brad Wozniki and Darren Cohn on the call for this one. We're looking forward to it live on the BCSN app. Television's Brad Wozniki? Yes. I can't wait. <laughs> I was excited. Now it's worse. 
What more can you ask for, though, late in the season than a matchup that can help decide a league title on a Friday night in a packed gym? We're super excited for it. There's plenty more games that we're super excited for. We've got a whole graphic that'll show you them. Trust me. There it is. Look at that. Right on my commands, like Ooh. magic. we got boys basketball, Mommy Valley, Adam Emanuel Christian, like we mentioned, live on BCSN. What else up there, Justin, sparks your interest? Battle of Sylvania. No matter the records, it's going to be battle in a packed house at Southview. So get there early. Northview and Southview. Northwood, Toledo, Christian. Ottawa Hills at Cardinal Stritch, also in the tack. Perrysburg at Clay. Why is that game significant? Perrysburg's head coach, Dave Boy, sitting on 598 career wins. Ooh, the next two games are live on the BCSN app. That one right there, you could get 599. And then Tuesday against who? The arch rival, Anthony Wayne. So if they go 2-0, and Coach Boyce gets win number 600 at home. Hmm. Against the arch rival, both games live on the BCSN app. Dave Boyce, one of the top, top coaches in the area, admired by fellow coaches all across the state of Ohio. Uh, so we're looking forward to that matchup. Finley at Napoleon. Curious to see two top teams from the Cardinal and the Buckeye matching up there. Then we also have uh, high school hockey as well on the ice from Tamo. One that's not on the list. Oh, I know where you're going. City League Championship. Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. Thursday night It's going down, you know, uh, Wait, high school, pack the gym out. I don't, I don't care where you're from. Get to that game. That's going to be a huge uh, opportunity to see two teams battle it out. Rodgers, what a game they played, and see Lima seniors. This could be a huge, monumental win for Rodgers if they can rise to the occasion. Uh, McAllister had an excellent job in the second half, blocking a lot of shots, so we can see if they can step up and match up with Quincy Simpson and uh, – and Foster and see if they can handle them. That game is live on the BCSN app as well. Those are the Friday games that yep. you see on your screen, but Thursday nights. I can't yeah. wait till Friday. All right. Yeah, he needs Thursday. Need Thursday. He needs basketball ASAP. The one I'm excited for on that screen, though, was Clay and Perrysburg. You mentioned it, but I like that it's a preview of what we're going to see in the That's playoffs. Right. That's a wrap, though. All right. We'll catch you right here next Wednesday. We'll slide somebody else in Justin's chair. We got a special right. guest coming in. He's a busy man. He's got to go to Italy. Poor, poor Justin. Uh, <laughs> we'll be right here ciao, ciao. Wednesday ciao, ciao. at 4 p.m. <laughs> on BCSN or anywhere you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, bcsnnation.com slash podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Justin Felcap at underscore Mike Rob. We'll see you next week.